1: It's 8.07 on a Saturday morning, 56.7 degrees outside. Hadn't moved more than a degree either way this morning since I came in at 6 o'clock. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, and I am here to help you be more successful in your landscape and hopefully bring a little happiness into it as well. All you have to do is call. You've dialed the phone before. You know how to dial the phone. 404 872 0750. If you dial those numbers, you'll have the pleasant voice of Miss Ashley Frasca, who will answer and sort of get your name and where you're from and what you want to ask about. And you will maybe get to talk to Scott Maxwell or listen to some of Scott's music as we go along. And then you'll get your question answered, and then you will be prepared for the rest of the weekend. And if you have a particular question about your lawn, I've got the lawn dude, Ashton Ritchie here with me from the Scott's Company. He will be happy to chime in. We will figure it out while you wait, right here, today. Ashen, good morning. Good
2: morning, Walter.
1: You are a sight for sore eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is that I make eyes sore. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm always so glad to see you. And how is it? How is it going down Oh, you had that Tomorrow World big festival last weekend. Thing last weekend at Serenby. Yeah, not at well, no, it's
2: about it was about 15 minutes away from our house. Right, right. We, we actually got a chance to go over and see the uh, the grounds on Wednesday night before it started, yeah. and of course it was before the rain, right. so uh, everything looked pristine. They were ready to go.
1: Tens of thousands of people stuck in the mud in South Fulton County. Yeah, I would have done it when I was, you know, when you were a Ute, when you were just a mere Ute. Yeah, when I was a Ute, I might have done something like that. (laughs) I didn't go to Woodstock. I didn't go to the Atlanta International Festival. There was
2: enough. Well, some 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 of our friends and that live in Serenby went over, and uh, they they had they had great fun. So you know, they they were in, in between raindrops. Yeah,
1: good, good for them. Fabulous. Glad to hear that. So, how's your lawn? How's your garden? What's going on?
2: Well, let's see. The peppers did good this year. Yeah. A lot of the tomatoes didn't do so good. Some don't of the, mention that. I say
1: my peppers were great. <laughs> the peppers yeah. were great. Never admit failure in the
2: garden. Yeah, we, we, we we planted some of those padrón peppers uh-huh. that you have to pick every day, and if That's you don't pick cool. them every day. They come in and start, like, banging on your window. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you take those things and put a little olive oil on them and some salt and put them in the oven at 375 for 10 minutes, and they're nice and toasty black, and they are so good. But one out of 50... Yeah. Well, t- turn your head around. <laughs> and you never know which one it is. But those 49
1: are, are outstanding. really, really yeah. good. All right. Anything else, good or bad, in the garden?
2: Uh, no, we just, life, life is good. Peppers. How about you?
1: Uh, you know, my tomatoes weren't worth a doodle. Oh, I shouldn't say that. Uh, but my, my tomatoes did not do it very well. It was not a good year for tomatoes.
2: No. We had the rain at the wrong time right. and the heat at the wrong time. I
1: tried one experiment that a county agent friend of mine had told me about, which is covering the top of the tomatoes uh, with a Frame that has some plastic on it, so it sheds water and could mm-hmm. not get the uh, foliage. Yeah, kind of like a hoop. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I tried that; didn't make a bit of difference. <laughs> they had diseases. They had early blight. They had all sorts of. Yeah, things. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you would like to know more about our failures in the garden, you can call four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. We got Steve in Monroe, Georgia, who joins us. Hey, Steve. Good morning.
3: Good morning. How can we help? some sod planted uh, three weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and uh, watered it pretty good. Uh, About a week ago, it started to develop black mold in about 100 square feet,
1: Wow! and I
3: was wondering what I need to do.
1: So when when you say black mold, describe that better for me. What does that mean?
3: All right, the grass was, uh, for the most part, green everywhere else, and this grass was brown with a black color at the top.
1: So at the top, it's not on the soil itself, but it's on the grass blade itself. Correct. Uh, yeah. the slime mold?
2: Yeah. The, <clears throat> it's, sometimes it's like little beads that look like little BBs that might be actually on the grass. Is that what you were seeing?
3: Oh, uh,
2: no, it was flat on the blades. And it was just, and they were black.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I still think that could be slime mold. Yeah, you think, still think it could be slime yeah, mold. Yeah,
2: you know, you know, when you, you you they put the side down, you want to water it, and they tell you don't let it dry out. And um, and right. if you've got a like a low area, where it maybe it was just a little bit lower, or maybe a little bit of shade, um, and then of course we had all this rain. Uh, a lot of times, slime mold won't actually kill the grass, though. You just sometimes you can just brush it off with a broom or something like that.
1: But okay. if there's any chance that this is the low spot of the yard, this is something Mickey Gasway always asks because she, in her experience, has seen many big round spots in lawns that are caused more by the water standing there. As mm-hmm. Ashton said, we've got we've got some water in the last couple of days and maybe last week, too. So if it is a wet, low place in the lawn, that's where the diseases of any stripe are going to start.
3: Yeah, there was some shade in, in the late afternoon in the area that I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, in a, it's a big yard, so it took me a long time to water, and maybe at that time I watered late, too late in the day.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with our diagnosis. Yeah. I think there's something there, shade-related, which lends itself to wet foliage-related, which lends itself to slime mold. And that's what I think it is, Steve. And if we are correct, then there's not a whole lot you can do about it. As Ashton said, it usually recovers just fine from slime mold.
2: And if you can just, uh, you know, hold back the watering maybe a little bit in that area. Don't let it totally dry out. Yeah. But... uh
1: you don't want it to be soggy all the time. Yeah, either, that's the key, not being is, soggy. Yeah, you don't. Grass, just as a nature of the beast, uh, grass wants to dry out between waterings. And if you keep it soggy for a long period for seven or eight days, and that just exacerbates any tendency it has to get a, get a disease on it. Steve, thanks so much for calling. Let's go to the next call. We've got, let's see who's comes. We've got uh, Tammy, who's in Johns Creek and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Tammy, hey, good morning. Hi, can you hear me? We can hear you. Great. What's up?
3: Great. I have a 20-year-old white azalea that in the last month, all of a sudden, the leaves at the end have come a a bit twisty, and the um, color of the plant has completely changed to a very light, light, unhealthy-looking green. It was deep, dark all summer, Mm -hmm. real healthy-looking, and then all of a sudden. Twisty. um, Like they're curled up. The leaves are Um. curled.
1: You know, Ashton, I hate to say this, but that is one characteristic of the oxen herbicides. They make the leaves on tomatoes and other things sort of twisty and limp over. And is there any chance, Tammy, that somebody's put a weed and feed or a weed killer or anything like that near this azalea?
3: No, because we don't use any kind of that stuff in the backyard at all.
1: And you haven't even mulched underneath it with hay from a horse pasture or something like that, right?
3: No, not really. Not in the last, not since spring.
1: All right, well, that blows sort of that theory out but again when you see twisty leaves on things that to me sometimes indicates one of the weed killer herbicides so what else would be Ashton what God. else could it be that would be light yellow and now twisted light green, leaves
3: light green the plant light green. oh light green okay every every leaf has all turned this light colored unhealthy blah green where it was real rich in the summer green dark green leaves all over it
1: hmm have you looked? I mean, I'm taking stabs, Ashton. Is, uh, I have. I'm I'm, I'm I'm. sort of clueless on that. Yeah, what about uh, uh, a lace bug, azalea lace bug? Have you looked on the backside of the leaves, Tammy, to see if there are any little black dots of lace bug poop back there? I have not.
3: Looked, I have not. I wondered if it was iron that was causing them to build all that light green.
1: Yeah, but why aren't all the other azaleas in the landscape being affected the same way?
3: It's in a different... Um... <laughs> On one side of the yard, the rest of the azaleas on the
1: other, completely mm-hmm. different side of the yard. Hmm. Well, you're right. I mean, that, that's a good guess because nutritional difficulties sometimes <coughs> show up as a chlorotic mm-hmm. leaf a yellowing, you know, sort of And I think of and... uh,
2: lace bug as being more of a spring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, May, yeah. And, uh, but usually when you say azalea, lace bug is the first thing that comes, to, comes yeah, to mind. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But again, you notice that something in June, maybe July, but yeah. you don't see it so much in, in September, or October. We have not solved your question, Tammy, and I am sorry for that. If you want to go to WalterReeves.com down at the bottom right where it says Contact Walter, you can click on that and send us some pictures. Maybe I can see something that you don't see, and you can help us along to get the diagnosis. But offhand, Ashton and I are both scratching our heads saying, what would cause the whole plant to be light green? And nutritional difficulties Maybe yeah, the Yeah, the iron
2: chlorosis. Yeah. uh, you yeah. know that azaleas do
1: get that. So. Yeah, when they get real high or real low pH, yeah. one I think. So Set just it's go pick. and get a na- any
3: certain kind of iron to put on. Is there? I've never put iron on anything.
1: Th- there's before. a product called Ironite. Oddly okay. enough, that's its name, Ironite, and you put that on. But again, we have it diagnosed it no. as being a nutritional deficiency, so you don't necessarily want to put the iron on now. Oh, but okay. Wait but you could
2: you could definitely get a soil test in that area yeah. and All just right. to find out what the pH is because uh, azaleas do like a more of an acid soil.
1: Yeah, Tammy, if you call 1-800-ASK-UGA1, then you'll uh, be connected to the Fulton County Extension Office, and you can leave a message today, and on Monday they'll return it and tell you how to do a, a soil test, and they'll tell you all the details about bringing the soil in, and then the results will come to you, and maybe it will. Maybe it will tell you, say something about the iron or the pH level of the soil. Tammy, thanks so much for calling. We've got to go to Michael. Michael lives here in Saute. We'll go to Michael. Hey, Michael, good morning. Hi, right, good morning, Walt. How are you? Sure, we're great. How can we help, Michael?
4: Um, I've got this beautiful Professor sergeant growing. It's about eight foot tall. And uh, I've got this vine, this little pesky vine that keeps growing into it. And I cut it back, and then it never fails. It just, it just keeps, keeps coming. What's the best way to get rid of a vine? And, the, I mean, it's not like a muscadine vine. It's yeah. not, the best I can tell, it's not like any kind of kudzu. But it's got three hmm. leaves on it, and I'm not really sure how to identify it. But I just I want to get rid of it.
1: For for listeners who out. want to know what a Professor sergeant is, that's not some guy outside <laughs> in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michael, it's a camellia. It's a camellia that Michael's growing outside. It's got this um, vine on it. And you say it's always three leaves, or is there any chance that sometimes it turns to a five-leaf cluster of, of leaves?
4: Not that I've seen. Um, it always seems to be three leaves, and they're rather, they're rather big leaves. Um, and at first I was worried about it being like, you know, sometimes poison, some poison ivy. Or yeah, something, but yeah. <clears throat> Um, but I went out there, you know, because I'm just a military guy that goes and yanks stuff out of the ground. <laughs>
5: and,
4: you know, I didn't get any kind of reaction to it, so I was kind of fortunate there. But you know, I, just, I really need to get rid of it because I'm afraid that the fresh shark is growing right beside um, yeah. the southern view and the azaleas, and I'm afraid that it'll go cross over to that and really choke them out.
1: I tell you, I don't have a lot of time, Michael, but the easiest thing you can do is to take some pictures and submit that to another part of my website called Name That Plant. And you okay. can submit three pictures of the leaves. And if you want to get back a little further to see how much it's covering the camellia, that would be okay. But I have a great bunch of friends who like identifying plants, and that's a great place to put a pictures. I'll name that plant on my website. So if you'll do that, I think we'll be able to tell you what it is. But it could be poison ivy, like Ashton said. It could be kudzu, do you think? Could yeah. be kudzu? Well, that's three
2: leaves. Yeah, but uh, if it, you know, a lot of those, if, if you're trying to – Yank the vines out in like March mm-hmm. when they really are weak. They, that, you know you can, get, you can get you can really them pull the, and get a, get a lot of the roots out at that time.
1: But that means work. <laughs> yeah, it does. I should smiles at it. We'll find out more about that in the next half hour. It's eight nineteen, and you're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News and News
0: 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Kirkmellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves the lawn and
1: garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. If you want to know the name of our city today, it would be Wetlanta, not Atlanta, because it is wet all over Atlanta right now. It be wet for the rest of the day. The temperature is going up into the... And yeah, let's go into the mid to upper 60s, perhaps right now it's 57 degrees outside. Overnight, temperatures drop down to the upper 50s. But if you stay tuned, you'll get Atlanta's most accurate and full weather forecast in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company is my guest this morning. If you have a question about your lawn, 404-872-0750. Happy to answer those questions. Laura is in Sandy Springs, and I think if we go real quick, we can get Laura in here. Hey, Laura, good morning
2: a question about my lawn. Okay. I've been in my home 47 years, and uh, I had to get a yard person to help me about four years ago, and we struggle about the length of the zoysia lawn. Right. Uh, Especially in the early spring and in the fall. What would
3: be the ideal length to cut it for winter?
1: Mr. Ritchie. And you may change the height during the year, wouldn't you, Actually, Yeah, uh, you know, you could
2: raise it up just a little bit in the summer, but I, I, I'm i thinking, I'm trying to remember on Zorgia about an, oh, inch, an inch, inch and a half, and a half. Right. about an inch and a half after the cut. Yeah. And uh, going into the winter, I certainly wouldn't whack it all the way back. Uh,
1: yeah, i like get winter damage, cold damage, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would
2: almost kind of leave it at the same height you were mowing it at. You might be able to drop it a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I agree, it, Laura. I think that zoysia grass during the summertime, raising the height up to two inches shades the ground, makes it cooler, makes the zoysia a little bit happier. But like Ashton says, I think that um, keeping it around the same height that you're mowing now is probably the right way to do it for winter.
2: Well, I, I think he keeps it too long all the time because it, it's above the driveway. Yeah. And um, then
0: he cuts it too short.
1: Yeah, and, and then it you gets all the yellow horrible places all burned
0: out brown spot yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I often see the particularly the, the Thin-bladed zoysias, emerald zoysia, and several others that have a real thin blade, I see them cut what I think is way too high. They need mm-hmm. three, three and a half inches, and actually, that's never going to be any
2: good. No, no, man. You only want cut, to cut off about a third yeah, at a time. Yeah.
1: So I think an inch and a half is what you're aiming for, Laura. Tell your lawn person an inch and a half is the most you will accept on that grass. And right now, be sure not to scalp it down any lower. You will get some winter injury on it, and then it'll cause even more problems there. Thanks for calling, Laura. It's 827 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after news. it's 836, 57 degrees outside, still the same temperature going over to the mid-60s throughout the day, but rain, that's in the forecast. You knew that wherever you are, and do be careful if you're driving over to Athens. Parking is going to be at a premium today. Traffic is going to be a bear. Probably better to leave early rather than leave late if you go into the UGA game this afternoon. My friend Ashton Ritchie from the Scotts Company is here as well. If you've got questions about your lawn, you got the Lawn Expert right here at your at your command, and he can answer all the questions you have that I can't answer myself. But we've got two people waiting pretty long this morning without a long question. Mike, first in line, from Lawrenceville. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How you doing? Good, fine. How can we help?
0: Uh, I've got some Gardenia radicans. Yeah. And a couple years ago, that bad winter, I had three of them up by the mailbox. Yeah. And it just they just looked dead. So I trimmed them off right at the ground to, to dig them out, and I was doing that, I noticed that there was still some green left. Yeah, sure. So I just said, nature's not done yet. So I tapped <laughs> out and left them alone. They're beautiful now.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, and what happened today? They're real pretty. Yeah, yeah mine too.
0: I've got some dwarf gardenia radicans that I have just really messed up pruning, and some have died, and I replaced them all different sizes. I was wondering, can I trim those back the same way and, and this winter and get the same results, sir?
1: This is a time of year that I don't much like pruning, or to advise people, to prune plants during the early to mid-late fall, because what I fear will happen is if you prune them a little bit too much, they'll have this juvenile growth that'll come out and be just ready to be frozen off when we get our first couple of freezes in late November. So... I don't think you ought to prune anything right now, if you can help it. A couple of limbs here and there, one that you know is too but, weird over the side, maybe that one, but not a big pruning, shearing kind of thing, not at all. But
0: but in, in late winter, uh, if if I, if I want to trim those off real severely, yeah. you think that might work to, to get? I'm trying to get them all the same shape again.
1: In late winter, I don't see a reason you couldn't do it. Okay, late winter, okay. you could do it. But maybe, and by late winter, I mean really early spring. Correct. <laughs> so I'm yeah, talking correct. about yeah. mid-February on through mid-March. That'd I'll wait
0: for sweatshirt right. weather.
1: Yeah. That'd okay. be okay. Mid-February to mid-March, I think you're fine.
0: Okay, well, great. Thank you very much, Walter. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks so much for calling, Mike. Comes now another M. Our friend Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery joins us this morning. Hey, Mickey.
5: Hey, how are you?
1: I'm very, very, very well. How are you?
5: I'm wonderful. I am that's this great. much enriched by... You and Ashley were trying to gang up on me this morning. What?
1: <laughs> what? Us gang up on Mickey Gasway? Yeah, our the friend?
5: idea to tell me that I was not allowed to say, roll time.
1: <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Call the FCC right this minute. and we. <laughs> All right. That's the only time. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Be so careful. careful. I was at Pike yesterday, Mickey, and saw a new kind of creeping jenny that had leaves that are sort of reddish purple. Do you have any? A yellow bloom? Yeah. Yeah, aren't
5: those pretty? It was a
1: pretty plant, but I've never grown it before. So, what's it, the story?
5: I grew it last summer. Or summer, yeah, no, summer before Mm land, and it was pretty, and it really, the the brown, the brown, reddish leaves look really pretty with something light, plus it really had a lot of blooms on it. Now, I don't know, in the wintertime, I'm not sure what it's going to do, I don't think it's going to be... But I don't think Creepin' Jimmy is beautiful in the wintertime. Yeah, both of them them get
1: sort of bedraggled and everything. Yeah, and I think
5: that's the way this is going to look. But um, it was really pretty in the summertime.
1: Well, like everything else at Pike, when I go in, I say, I'm only going to buy one thing. I need a couple of packs of pansies, and that's it. And then I wander around and I think, oh, I need that plant, I need that plant, and $50 later, I'm saying, oh, well, okay, let's check out now.
3: Well, good for you.
1: But if people want to go to Pike and get the the pansies that are on sale this weekend and other plants, they would also be able to get 20% off on what?
5: The cool season herbs. Really, the herbs, the ones that were mentioned to me were um, uh, rosemary and thyme Mm -hmm. and... um, Partly
1: sage, right? sage, sage. Yeah, sure, yeah. Sure, sure.
5: And uh, but I think Larry and I, our manager and I, would discuss that. I think probably most of them are going to end up on sale as long as they're hearty through the winter.
1: And rosemary, one of the hardiest hardiest her- oh, yeah. herbs you can plant because it will stand just about any kind of bad weather during the winter. Never freeze, never have a problem with it. Time, in my experience, can do very nicely in the winter. Yes,
5: yeah, it's been really good. And sage, I love. Sage is one of my favorites because that's one of my two meals that I cook a year. And thanksgiving, <laughs> and I, I really use a lot of sage.
1: Oh, <laughs> do you put it in chicken, or what do you do with sage? It
5: in, uh, dressing.
1: Oh, that's right. For Thanksgiving for the dressing. For dressing. That's right. Yeah,
5: it's much better.
1: I got you. So we're going to remind to our listeners, if you want to get 20% off on these cool season annuals, you go to the cashier with your cart full of plants and you say, this is a Pike pick of the weekend. Mickey Gassaway said so. And you get cool 20% season off. annuals,
5: cool season cool herbs.
1: Cool season herbs. Excuse me. Yeah. Cool season herbs. Yes. But then true, you've got uh, pansies for a real nice price, which I appreciated when I shopped that's yesterday. Right. And there's some other plants in there. The mums will look just awesome looking in there. There, oh, so you I got think lots gorgeous. of things yeah.
5: just take your breath away when you go in the uh, in the greenhouse they're really pretty i love the yellow ones they're my yeah.
1: favorite well i like the rust ones but yeah, either like, way I they're like pretty the combination pretty of plants days. and the other thing that i saw about the mums at your place mickey was that a lot of the buds had not opened yet so mm-hmm. you know if you buy the chrysanthemums today you'll get pretty flowers for a couple of days and then the other buds will open and it'll last flowering for at least another two weeks
5: yeah i always tell people to buy them with a lot of different size buds on them yeah and then you know they'll last longer. and the more sun they're in the faster they open
1: yeah yeah I agree with Beautiful. you this is a fabulous um, um, chrysanthemum time to both buy them plant them, put them in planters by the front door this is an awesome time for them and pansies as I was doing I was putting them amongst the other plants that I can't quite bring myself to cut down but I know I'll have the pansies in place for when I do cut them down the pansies will have been in for a couple of three weeks there that's right. Any uh, classes going on Mickey?
5: Yeah, we've got a class today on uh, cool season edibles.
1: Okay, well that's almost like cool season herbs that are the pot yeah. pick. Yeah. yeah. So um, what cool season edibles you got? Well, it's collards just and
5: things that are, are but things that you can also things you can plant this time. course, we've got the cool season vegetables like mm-hmm. collards and uh, cabbage and broccoli and cauliflower and lettuce and spinach, we've got all that. But then we've got things that you can plant, some edibles. That are, this is a great time to plant them, like the blueberries and right. the fruit trees.
1: Right, fruit trees would be awesome to plant right now. I had a question right. earlier. All, uh, apple trees right now, and there's nothing but promise in front of you. Apples coming off that apple tree, easy to grow in Georgia. Oh, yeah. Pretty pretty carefree, not a whole lot of, of maintenance needed on an apple tree. This would be a great time to plant them. Yes, it would. Well, Lyle, great. It's great talking to you, Mickey. I look forward to seeing you. we got a remote coming up in, what, two or three weeks? Yeah. And we'll think, see each other.
5: Yeah, a couple weeks.
1: We'll look at each other then. If you wanted to find more ideas about locations of Pike Nursery and classes coming up and all the sales that have, where would a listener go?
5: At pikenursery.com. And by the way... Yes,
1: dear. Round oh my gosh! She said it again. Actually, Fraska, that is two two times that she said that, and we have not been able to say. University of Georgia Bulldogs are going to take Alabama to the cleaners this afternoon. Ah. Let's go back to the phones at eight forty-four. We've got Greg from Noonan, Georgia, who joins us. Hey, Greg. Good morning. Good morning.
0: I'm sure you gentlemen are familiar with a, a week it's called baby
1: mimosa oh yeah mimosa weed i call it or baby mimosa. that's a good answer for it, good name for it. It, it
0: every year i try and kill it, it grows back more so at, <laughs> at this time of the year what what do you think would be the best remedy to try and kill it for next year
1: actually mimosa weed niuri or your something like that is another thing gripe weed is the name that yeah. i remember for it and it's in my neighbor's lawn a little bit on the edges of my lawn in the landscape sort of areas And this time of year, they've already got the seeds that have mostly dropped from underneath the leaves, Greg, and... I don't know there's anything that will do other than the revenge factor of spraying some, you know, miracle not miracle Grow, but um, we'd gone on them and kill a few that way, but the seeds have already been dropped. Think, a lot uh, of the seeds uh, are gone. Are you thinking maybe May would be a better time yeah, to go after yeah, them? it? Yeah, May. The first time you see them, and that's usually like yeah, I said. when it's first starting to show up. Yeah, when you first start to see them, that would be the time to attack. Now you're sort of doing cleanup and revenge, but you're really not going to affect how many of these mimosa weeds you see next year unless you start, as Ashton says, in May,
0: and what should I start with?
1: I think uh, the Weed be Gone products—the ones that have the uh, two, four D, and dicamba, and other things—read the label, follow the label, make sure it can be used on your lawn and in the places that. Yeah, it can the Weed, you weed, weed be
2: Gone Max—it's uh, about two hundred different kinds of weeds. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not sure if it. it uh, I've never used it on that, so I'm not sure. It's if,
1: tough. Yeah. It is, you are. It's a very difficult to control, Greg. We or weed, Greg, and so. You just have to keep after it. I think that, and sometimes
2: I could, uh, some uh, some of the real tough weeds, the nutsedge killer, uh-huh. uh, might work. Oh, my okay. image.
1: Okay, well. uh, okay. So well, try it, and see. But, but but check the label. No, yeah. no promises that this is going to immediately wipe it out or anything, Greg. You're just going to have to be persistent about keeping the the plant from growing and dropping its seeds every year. And if you do that for a couple of years, then you won't have it anymore.
0: Great. Okay. Uh, well, uh, organic thing. If I were to put um, some cornmeal, mm-hmm. cor- corn gluten meal, is that what it is?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: W- would that keep the the seeds from germinating?
1: No. You think? No. Nope. Okay. One word? Oh. No. Will not. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, thank you very much. That's what you pay me the big bucks for, Greg, is to give <laughs> you answers in one word. No, nope, it will not work. One word answers. Yeah. Great. Thank you. You bet, Greg. Thanks okay. for calling. Let's get real quickly in here. I bet we can get Jackie in here. Jackie's up in Jefferson, Georgia, and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Jackie, good morning.
5: Good morning. Um, my i got 10 acres of land, and i got two apple trees and one pear tree. They're about 40 years old. They're the big ones, 30, 40 foot tall. Yeah. They would have apples. One of them was completely full of apples. They're about high ripe. Go back up there, not a single apple left. Not oh, a single pear tree. On the pear tree, nothing underneath it. You know, to show what might have gotten it, no holes or nothing. Okay, the muscadines—they disappeared. <laughs> the, uh, blueberries, as soon as they got right, the ones that were rot right be gone, and they were The muscadines and the uh, blueberries were inside a fence, and
2: uh, hmm, so you don't think have it's no deer. idea
5: what happened. I, In past, I, I, I
2: watched. I watched a, a, a squirrel. Of yeah, I watched a squirrel eat all my figs. You know. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, they didn't eat all of them, but uh, you know the ones I was saying oh, that's going to be good to pick tomorrow. Uh-huh.
1: And the squirrel thought <laughs> that's squirrel got pick there. Today yeah, It was yeah. squirrel the squirrel schedule. I think squirrels. I agree with Ashton Jackie. I think it's squirrels, and even though sometimes squirrels uh, drop things to the ground, even though you didn't see any of the apples drop to the ground. I mean, what else is going to get up in a tree? Yeah, Swirls. and I've watched them uh, pick the green tomatoes off of uh, yeah. tomato plants. Yeah, exactly. And there's just not another creature that fits the modus operandi of the crime of eating all of uh, these apples and grapes and things like that. So for squirrels, what do you do, Ashton? There's not much you can. You don't want to spray repellents on your no. fruits because then they'll smell bad. And yeah,
2: and it's it's hard to repel squirrels.
1: Yeah, hard to repel squirrels. Plant more apple trees. That's the answer. That's the answer, Jacob. Plant more apples and more grapes. You'll feed a lot of squirrels and maybe two or three apples or two or three I don't trees. even
2: think a dog would, uh, you know, they bark at them, but uh, yeah. a cat will sometimes make faces at them, but that's about it.
1: <laughs> coyotes. That's how you control squirrels. More coyotes. That's what we need in the landscape. It's 848 at Newstalk WSB. You're listening to Lonnie And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. You probably can predict what I'm going to say right now just by looking out your back door. It's going to be cloudy. It's going to rain the rest of the day. 90% chance of rain over Atlanta. highs today in the low to mid-60s perhaps, and overnight in the high 50s. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Jerry is out in Conyers, our last call of the morning. Hey, Jerry, good morning.
4: Let me just say to Mickey...
1: Woof, 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 go dogs Good, Jerry. Thank you for upholding the honor of the Bulldogs.
4: I have been looking at getting my black backyard planted in Fescue for a couple of months, but between my landscaper schedule and all the rain, we haven't gotten it in yet. And I'm just wondering if i missed my window, or do I still have time to get that Kentucky 31 put down in the backyard and have it survive?
2: I would... Definitely plant the fescue, but I would go with one of the blends of the turf-type tall fescues rather than the Kentucky 31. I think you'll be happier in the long run, And uh, but get it in. Put some starter lawn food down with it, uh, and you can actually go to WalterReeves.com and get you some get seeding some tips on things, yeah. uh, seeding yeah, planting new seed. But, uh, yeah, you still got time.
1: Ash's best advice there, Terry, Jerry, was not to use Kentucky 31 because Kentucky 31 is not ever going to look as good as the turf type fescue blends like Rebels and um, various other. Supreme Pike has a has a blend of fescue too, but they will look so much better than Kentucky 31 ever will. And Scott's Scott's nice, Scott, Scott has a couple you can yeah, pick as well. Sides, yeah.
4: yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm I'm glad to hear that I haven't missed my opportunity.
1: Nah, I think from now till. By the end of this month By the end of October I'm going to be saying Oh man, it's late Depends on how the temperatures run And what Kirk says The forecast is going to be For the early part of November But if we're going to plant fescue Sooner rather than later Would be my answer you got to get it in Because the soil is still warm right now The seeds will germinate pretty well And everything will be fine During the winter But if you wait later And later and later The soil gets colder And colder and colder And fescue is really not going to come up Then you're looking at February and March of next year Thanks for calling the Jerry. Appreciate the call. Ashley. I want to thank you for being in this morning, representing us and uh, talking about the lawns of which you are an expert. It's always good to be with you there, Walter. Always good to see you as well. And tell us the news from Serenby. We like that as well. Ashley Pasca does such a great job screening calls this morning and answering questions off the air. Sometimes her answer is much better than mine. You should check that out. Scott Max brings us music all about rain this morning. We had a theme of rain, and Scott did a great job choosing our music. If you did not get your question answered today, you can always go to WalterReeves.com. And, ask, and uh, put a couple words in the search line. That'll be fine. I'll be, by the way, at the Family Tree Garden Center this afternoon. And morning, well, let's start morning. 11 o'clock to 12, 12.15. I'll be at Family Tree over in Snellville. It's been great being with you. We'll see you again right here next Saturday morning for another edition of Lawn and Garden.